Welcome back, everyone. It's wonderful to be here with you to chat about the highways. And we're going to take you through a, uh, the series. We've already had the first one of our power pyramid. And now we're going to be talking about what we call the eight highways. I always say there's a low way to get money, and that's to steal it. And there's a highway, and there's a highway to everything in life that always gets us there a little faster, a little better, a little um, just, it's just the best way, right? The highest way. So that's how I came up with highways instead of the eight steps. But the eight highways are a process that um, was absolutely essential to my recovery from codependence and the shelter for domestic violence back when I was in my early 30s. And uh, People saw such a change in me that they said, oh, would you please teach me this process? So it was amazing how powerful it was, um, even in anyone else's hands. And now we have not only trained hundreds of thousands of folks on four continents, but we have 2,800 trainers who are training it in businesses and schools and nonprofit organizations all over the world. So... Today, my guest is not just one of those 2,800 trainers, but one of the only master trainers, meaning she also trains trainers with me. Her name is Patty Stever, and we're going to get uh, to Patty here in just a second. But first of all, I always start with my gratitudes. So my gratitudes today, because we just had the 4th of July weekend, is uh, fireworks, you know, Yes, they were a little bothersome and how late they went over the last couple of evenings of this weekend. But the few that I saw, just there's just something so magical. And it, it just reignited this childlike wonder in me. And I can remember back to one of the first times I saw fireworks. So definitely grateful for those. I also was aware last night as we went out for our walk to go see some fireworks in the neighborhood um, of my delight in summer nights. Growing up in Iowa, summer wasn't all that long, three, four months, that I would walk out of the house and it would be just as warm outside as it was inside. And I remember just feeling this relief because Iowa has a lot of cold and a lot of snow and a lot of wind. And, and just going, Oh, and looking up at the stars and wanting to walk all night in the beautiful uh, summer evening. And now living in Florida, I kind of have 365 days of summer nights. So last night as I walked out the door and walked into the beautiful evening and uh, full moon, all sorts of incredible things. It was just, oh, what a blessing. And lastly, my third gratitude for today was that we are launching a new course. I love the fact that the the internet and Facebook, which I do most of my sharing with folks on Facebook, allows me to try out new things. And so the new course is called Miracles Guaranteed, an inspiration I came up with about a week ago and just just overwhelmed me with excitement. And sure enough, Put together the course, did a, a Facebook Live on it, and filled this this first month's class very quickly. So I'll be offering those more in the coming months, and I'll I'll let you know about those. But um, just grateful, grateful for the possibility that any of us can teach a class, right? 
on internet and uh, Zoom calls and all those, those new processes that we have. Well, speaking of processes, back to the eight highways process. We call it the uh, eight steps for getting where you want to go. All right, and what's nice about it is you can start anywhere. Um, you can start way um, in what I, I call, you know, pain, a life of a lot of pain. And sometimes the only dream is to get out of the pain, which is fine. Or you can start with a very uh, fulfilled and happy life, but you have dreams for even more happiness, fulfillment, light, and love in your life. And I've definitely coached everybody on that spectrum, and I've definitely been everybody on that spectrum, and the eight highways served me all the way through. And one, you'll, you'll hear me say this throughout the series, one of my favorite highways, <laughs> because I love them all, but definitely one of my favorite highways, in fact, the one I'm basing Miracles Guaranteed on, is called Get the Picture. And Get the Picture, Stephen Covey um, has seven habits of highly effective people, and sometimes people compare eight to grade two, the seven habits. His, his is a list. It's not really a step-by-step -step process. It's a list of things that successful people do. And it's a great list. But there's really only one of the, them that we overlap on. And that's this one. He calls it begin with the end in mind. And again, he did the same years and years and years of research that I did, but he did his more scientifically and through major universities. I did mine by simply talking with people around the world for five years. Again, the, the couple still holding hands 70 years into their marriage, um, as well as the, the young man who had just turned his life around at 17. So um, powerful, powerful concept about how getting the picture of something that you really have no idea how to get to. You just have this big dream and who knows, right, where we get our dreams from, but everybody has them, you know. One of my favorite questions to ask people, whether it's a waitress or a cab driver or just someone at work that I'm wanting to get to know better is, so would you be willing to tell me one of your dreams? And oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, the stories that uh, once they open up, it's their eyes light up. And, um, and my eyes light up when I think about my guest today. Patty Stever, again, one of those 2,800 trainers, but one in a million. And Patty's gift for teaching and sharing from the heart making things, again, just like 8 to Great does, taking complex concepts and making them simple enough to follow a step-by-step -step process or formula that anyone can follow. She's just a genius. And the fact that I have someone else training trainers who I absolutely know does as good or better a job than I do on any given day, um, I'm trying to think, Patty, how long you've been doing it, but you can you can add that <laughs> to your introduction. Uh, from Wichita, Kansas, please welcome Patty Stever. <laughs> Thank you, MK. Thank you. I'm I'm so one of my gratitudes, and I've used it many. I've probably repeated it. Is I'm so thankful for you in this process because um, 
learning this process just and applying this process to my life has changed my life dramatically. So I want to thank you so much for that introduction, your kind words. Um, yeah, my name is Patty Stever, and um, I was handed the book Eight to Great back in 2013 by a good friend of mine who said, Patty, this is you. Read the book. You really need to read it. I heard, I, and she was telling me that she had heard you speak up in Salina at a, at a principal's conference and uh, she said, you're just going to love it. And so she knew me and, and uh, she was right. I read the book and, and I loved it. And then I got to meet you, MK, in January of 2014 um, when you came to Wichita to speak at a couple of schools to some staff. And then I remember I went up and told you I wanted to be trained and, and to teach this because I just, I just it, was miss, it was a missing part in my life. And it was just something so incredibly powerful that I just, I wanted to share with everybody because I was like, wow, this people need to, why hadn't I heard this before? You know, people need to hear this. This is good stuff. <laughs> and so um, you trained me in, in April of 14. And then I was trained as an eight-tier ideal weight coach in um, November of 2015. And I remember asking you the beginning of that following year of 16 if I could be a master trainer and if I could train people and you first told me no and I thought of that's that's a not yet I'm gonna wait she's gonna change your mind and you did and then you trained me in July of 2016 so that I could um, go out and teach others to teach this process so so yeah so thank you for that that's a little thank bit you. about my background yes and and tell folks what you do um, for a living, I mean, what, 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 how you interact with students, and you have a, a unique job description, I think. Yeah, I work with high school students in Wichita Public Schools. I'm the student leadership coordinator, and so my my passion is to help kids find their passion to become involved in the community and serve the community in some some capacity. And so, through student leadership, they have an opportunity to identify their passions and some needs in the community and put together plans to go out and and help people and do things for our community community to make a difference so um, i work in nine high schools that i get to uh i get to go and, and work with students across the district i have an adult in every building that i get to work with that um helps coordinate everything and they do they do a lot of the a lot of the work at the building and, and with the kids so i'm so grateful for all of them um, but I kind of get to coordinate that and we do couple retreats every year so kids can get together and, and learn from each other and learn about leadership and about service and about giving back and um, we give them opportunities to just get out in the community and do things and go to leadership conferences and stuff like that. I also get to teach this process in Wichita Public Schools not only to adults but also to students. So I get to go around and, and teach the highways of eight to great um, throughout the district at all levels. Um, right, and I know you do parent groups as well. As yes, I do parent groups, groups as well. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my dreams is to teach this to all of our uh, students, staff, and parents in Wichita mm. Public Schools. And I also yes. teach beyond, but that's my big, one of my big dreams is to be able to uh, share this process. Well, you you're, have a great start. So I know we're going to have educators out there going, wait a minute. First of all, what a great job description and what an important, <laughs> what an important job description. But do you, 
so you go into classes and actually teach a 45, 55 minute class from time to time. Um, how, how old is that? And then what kinds of classes do you do? Homeroom advisories? When do they make time to work in eight to grade? With eight to grade? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so mainly what happens is a staff member will come to a presentation that I did, or they'll be at a presentation that I'm doing at a school and they'll come up and say, can you come talk to my kids? How much time do you need? And I'm going to make time. <laughs> nice. And they do. And so I go in and, and it, it may be some of our, like our, at our high school level, um, classes are an hour and a half. Most of our schools are on a block schedule, so an hour and a half. And so, you know, in, in, a, in two periods, two class periods, I can, cover, I can cover the whole process with the students and then I can come back and do some follow-up if they want me to. Um, so yeah, um, every, every, I can pretty much say with 99% accuracy that every class that I've been into is because a staff, that, that teacher has been to a presentation that I've done either at their building or at another building. Awesome. And again, anybody who's interested in knowing more about our statistics on what happens in schools that bring in this program, um, office visits, you know, <laughs> down by, you know, they're, they're one tenth of what the, the referrals to the principal used to be. Dropout rates are cut uh, by three fourths. Uh, flunking classes is down extracurricular activity uh, participation is way up. So it's, it's an amazing uh, set of statistics that we, we have seen that students love it and they especially love it when Patty's teaching it. But here we <laughs> go, Patty. So you get to, if you would please, pretend that we are, again, students, which could be adults or, or high school students. I find that I, I don't teach it all that differently to adults than high school students. How about you? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few variations that I might use, but it's it's the same it's the same process, it's the same concepts, but there's a little bit different way that I might teach it to to high school kids and middle school kids than I might with adults. Okay, well here you go. I'm gonna just turn it over to you. So okay. take the mic, and um, if I have a question, I'll you know interject. Well, okay. Well, thanks, MK. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cover Highway One, get the picture, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a quote by Albert Einstein. Um, Albert Einstein said that imagination is more important than knowledge. And what do you think is the most important word in that statement? I mean, imagination is the most important word in that statement. See, knowledge is important. I'm not saying that because knowledge is important. But knowledge is limited to what we know. And our imaginations can take us any place we want to go and places that people have never been. Our imaginations are that powerful. And Albert Einstein understood that. And, you know, we all have the ability to imagine. And we were really, really good at this when we were, when we were younger. I mean hang around with two, three, four, five-year-olds, their imaginations are going crazy, you know, and when we were younger, our imaginations were just like that. We just, we just, our dreams were just there, you know, we had them, and, and what happened is we started growing up, and, and people started telling us things like, that's impossible, that'll never happen, you're not good enough, and, and maybe we told ourselves those things, 
But what happens is we start giving our power away. We start giving our power away to what other people say about our dreams or what we tell ourselves about our dreams. And I've done that. I've had dreams that I, you know, I remember growing up that, that I've, I've, I gave up on. I don't anymore. I've got them back. And, I'm, and there's several that have come true. And I'm going to talk about one here pretty soon. But, but we all do that. We give our power away. And so this highway, get the picture, is about taking back our power and dreaming again. You know, Albert Einstein also said that our dreams are our preview of life's coming attractions. You know, we've all been to the movies and we see the previews of the movies that are coming up. And that's what our dreams are. Our dreams are just previews of life's coming attractions. Richard Bach said, you're never given a dream without the power to make it come true. You're given a dream for a reason. There's a purpose in you having that dream, whatever that dream is, or those dreams are. Most of us have more than one. So this highway is about learning to dream again and taking back our power. And one of the things that we teach in eight to great is this thing called the CBAs. Most of the time in school, we're teaching the ABCs, but in eight to great, we teach the CBAs. And the C stands for conceive it. We conceive it, we dream it in our head. We conceive it up here in our brain. The B and the most important step is to believe it in our heart. We have to believe that that dream is coming true and maybe, and that, and that that dream has already come true. We've all heard this act as if, that's what that believe part is about, acting as if that dream has come true. And then the A is achieve it. So we have conceive it up here in our head, believe it, believe it in our heart, and then we will achieve it. You know, Kate Winslet understood, get the, get the picture. She understood this conceive it, believe it, achieve it. Back in 2009, when she won her first Oscar for Best Actress, and she got up and she was given her speech and she was holding up the Oscar. And she said something along the lines of, you know, I've been practicing this speech since I was eight years old. She said, I would practice in front of a bathroom mirror with a shampoo bottle. And then she held up that Oscar and said, this isn't a shampoo bottle anymore. <laughs> I love that one. And she conceived it. She conceived winning Best Actress. But most importantly, she believed it. She believed it in her heart. And she acted as if she got in front of her bathroom mirror since she was eight and was practicing her speech. And her dream came true. One of my dreams that, is, that came true, you know, growing up, growing up, I always wanted to live in a log house. I love log houses, they're amazing. 
and I got Lincoln logs, you know, as a kid, so I could play with those. And my parents got me the Fisher Price A-frame house because they didn't really have a log house, but they had the A-frame house. And as I got older, I would get magazines like Log Home Living and stuff, you know, different magazines like that. And I'd, I'd flip through them during school or in college when I was at my job. You know, people, people would come up to me and they would tell me, what are you looking at that for? That's never going to happen. They're too expensive. You can't maintain one. Why would you want a log house? But I never gave away my power for that dream of having a log house. I kept believing by, by looking at these pictures, by imagining and dreaming and feeling as if, in fact, you know, when I would be driving around, if I would drive by a log house someplace, didn't matter where I was at, and if I had time, I'd stop, I'd go knock on the door, and I, if some, hopefully if somebody was home, I'd say, hi, um, I have a dream to live in a log house, can I come look at yours? And most everybody was like, yeah, and I'm that way too. But most everybody was like, yeah, come on in. And they'd tell me about their house, and I'd be like, oh man, I can't wait, I can't wait. I kept dreaming and believing as if I'm, I'm, I'm living in a log house. And you know, in, in 1990, I bought my first log house. I mean, I, 1990, I bought my first house. And it wasn't a log house. It was my first house. I bought it. And then in 1994, an opportunity came along for me to buy my first log house. And I ended up buying it 1st of May, closed, 1995. And, and I still live in that house. Been living there since, been living here since 1995. So fun. You know, when people say, yeah, we're going to go to the Great Wolf Lodge and we're going to spend the night in a log, a log bedroom. I'm like, I get to wake up in one every, every morning. <laughs> I mean, I live in one. I live in one. It's amazing. It is amazing. But the power of believing and feeling as if, oh man, incredible. You know, Patty, if I can just uh, interject, sometimes uh -huh. I get from people, oh, but I'm too old. And I have, I know you do too, hundreds of stories of folks older, but the one that most people seem to know the best is Colonel Sanders. And I said, how old do you think he was when he started to be a chef at all? And uh, they guessed. You want to? You want to guess? I think he was in his sixties. Well, Maybe he was in his sixties when he started his franchise. Oh, but okay. He was, but Becoming he was forty chef? before he was ever thought of himself as as a chef. Wow. So then he gets this idea and was traveling around the country in his car with nothing but a recipe. And he'd knock on wealthy possible investors' doors and say, if you'll get the ingredients, I will make you the best fried chicken ever. And sure enough, one of those investors said, this is great chicken. And I must say, I had some recently. So I have to uh, agree, it's great chicken. But yes, he was in his, I think he was 62 when he so he had his own store, but the 62 is when the first time that he franchised. So it was in his mid 60s. So yeah, it's never too late, right? Right, right. I, I, you know, 
I, I just truly believe that there's a reason and a purpose for any dream that you're given. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how old you are. You're given that dream for a reason. Yeah. Somebody said, but I wanted to be a ballerina. And I said, so what could you do with, you still love ballet, right? She goes, yes. And I said, what could you do now in your sixties with ballet? And sure enough, she became one of the top volunteers at her local ballet and just, you know, just was out there on the stage every day looking on from the wings so yeah sometimes it it you know takes a different shape the young men who wanted to be great athletes but blew out their knee and end up being athletic trainers you know but again yeah, yeah. trainers for great teams so it it is fascinating okay so you were you were on a roll so do you want to pick it up from there well, I, just, I, I just kind of want to follow i had a i had a 20 mid 20 something young man that um, that I was talking to and, and he was telling me about one of his dreams and one of his dreams is to run, was to run, run in the Olympics. And then after, and, you know, we talked about that and we talked to, and we, I talked that I did some dream interview questions and, and all. And, and, uh, and then afterwards he said, I just don't think it's ever going to happen because I'm too old. And I said, what do you mean? You're too old. And he goes, nobody my age has ever run in the Olympics. And I'm like, well, you gotta be the first, right? I love it. I love it. I mean, you do. You gotta be the first. Somebody's gonna be the first at your age. Why not you? Exactly, exactly. I like, mean, really? Uh, yeah, Spud Webb, who is the first five foot six person to play in the NBA. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. yeah. Somebody has to be the first. I love that. I love Everybody, that. Yeah. Somebody. Somebody will be the first. Is it gonna be you? Well, speaking <laughs> of sports, um, you know, you talked about the difference between a goal and a dream, and I know you're gonna talk more about that, but. One of the things I love to remind people is if you listen to the Olympics, and I'm a huge Olympic fan, I just do a lot of TV watching during that time. They ne when they're interviewed, they never mention the word goal. They only talk about dreams. And that when I uh, interview people who are working their way out of a hard time and, and ask, what is one of your dreams? Um, sometimes there's a big pause, but when I'm talking to somebody who has what they would call um, the life of, of their dreams, they have this list, just like you said. It's not the one dream. They have a list of dreams, and they're very in touch with them. So it's, it's just a different kind of a focus, isn't it? So tell, tell us more about the difference between goals and dreams, Pat. Yeah, so, so dreams, dreams in eight to great, we, we say dreams are big. They're bold, innovative, and grand. And see, with dreams, we ignore the where, the when, the why, and the how. Because those are all goals. With dreams, we focus on two things. The what and the why. What is it you want and why do you want it? Okay, what, what did I want? I wanted a log house. Ever, ever since I can remember, I wanted a log house. Why? I don't know. They're just pretty awesome and cool. And there's just something about them that I just like. Just, I mean, they're amazing. A goal, a goal is going to, we, we call them smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-based. So, so one of my goals is to give away a hundred gallons of platelets before I die. I, I know how I'm going to do that. I mean, I go and give, I just went this morning, I go and give platelets every two to three weeks. And even though I hate needles, 
I let them stick me in both arms. And even though it's a goal, I have a what and a why. My, my what is to give platelets and give away 100 gallons. And my why is because I can help three people every time I give. And my body, for I don't know how it works, but my body regenerates that in a couple of days. And I'm healthy and I can, so why not? And they're talking about plasma is being especially important during this COVID time, Patty. So, so thank you so much for, for doing that. So, right. So, you know, the, the how to do it, right? It's yes. just a matter of patience and perseverance. So that right. that's a big goal, but it's still in big the goal, goal category. And uh, what's one of your dreams these days now that you have your beautiful log cabin? So one of my dreams right now, Mm-hmm. Well, let me, let me, I'll back up. One of, one of my dreams that came true, another dream that came true was to go on my, uh, to go on a cruise, mm. which you put together a cruise. <laughs> Nate's a great cruise. It was a year ago in March. Yeah. Yeah. A year ago in March. And, and that was amazing. It was. And so my, my next dream, dreams kind of, kind of related that. And that is an Alaskan cruise. Ooh, nice. So my next dream is to go on an, an Alaskan cruise. Beautiful. And the other part of that is um, I do not, I won't be paying for that. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's all paid for. This Somebody's going to ask you to speak on that cruise. Maybe. I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know what. I, I don't I've know. done that. I've had people invite me on cruises just to present eight to grade. You know, you never know. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know all that stuff. It's just, I want to go. My dream is to go on an Alaskan cruise. And I want to, while I'm, you know, when we dock at a village somewhere, I want to be able to go in and do some type of service there while I'm there. And I want to sit on the deck and just take in the glorious icebergs that I'm going to be, that I see. I already see them. I'm going to be in my jacket because it's cool. <laughs> okay. And, so and let, let's, let's do the, let's do the congratulations game, Patty. Because okay. I, I want to show people how they can be doing this either like you're doing for yourself or that they can do it with another partner. So this, okay. is, this is a game that I, again, I like to have processes. I like to have steps. So the four steps of the congratulations game for get the picture are a ask your buddy. What's one of your dreams, which I'm going to do in a second. And, and Patty's answer, my buddy's answer. That's the B will mm -hmm. be that she wants to go on Alaska and cruise. Then we're going to pretend that there's a time warp. So I love to go. Whoop, 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 whoop. Okay. Right. So now we're in the future, right? Right. And this is, this, this is the most challenging part for folks when they first play it. And we're going to talk about it as though she just came back. So we're, instead of talking future tense, we're actually going to talk in the past tense. And I'm going to say, so what was your favorite part? And, and you'll see that she and I've, you know, played this game many times, even though we haven't played it about this topic. I'm looking forward to that. We've played it many times. So you'll see that we're going to use our imaginations. I'll use my imagination to imagine what might happen, might have happened. And she'll do hers as well. And then that's called the D dream interview. So it's A, ask, B, buddy answers, C, congratulations, and then D, uh, the dream interview. So, all right, here we go. So Patty, What's one of your dreams again? 
Um, going on an Alaskan cruise for free. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Oh my gosh, you just got back. I love, I love, oh. wait a minute, how did you get a tan in Alaska? Well, you must've been outside a lot. But anyway, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what was one of your favorite parts? Oh man, just, I, just sitting on the deck as much as possible. Um, every meal was out on the deck and just being mm. out there, just watching the, I mean, the glorious beauty of the icebergs and the land and, and the families of whales playing in the water. I mean, that, you know, they were, they were jumping up and just having a good, I mean, it was, it was so much fun. It was just amazing. Oh my gosh, my gosh. And you had an experience with some seals when you were uh, taking one of those day trips. Do you, can you tell us about that? Yeah, there's, there, there's this rock and, and I don't, I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was in the water, but it, it wasn't that far out in the water and we were, we were there on the land, but there was just, I don't know, there was like 50 seals just hanging out on this rock and they were just all talking to us and we were just talking back to them. We were just having a conversation going on and it, oh. I mean, they were just so amazing. And then, and then one of them would jump in the water and then another one would follow and we just got to watch them play. And, oh, and one of them came up kind of close. We, we got, we got kind of close and I stuck my hand out to pet it and it kind of turned and went, but I got, you know, I kind of petted its tail, its tail fin a little bit. Oh, that's that so pretty cool. fun. Yeah. I love watching him come out of the water and just flip, you know, stand up on yeah. the iceberg or stand up on the rock. Oh it's gosh, just, it is just, amazing. Just and amazing. the penguins, come on. Oh penguins. my gosh. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've actually got to pet a penguin before oh. we got to go. Um, it was, it was something that just kind of happened when we were in um, Orlando at SeaWorld and we got to go in the back and, and pet a penguin. Um, and, and so we didn't get to pet these because they weren't as tame as this one was, but, but, oh, penguins are just amazing. Just, I love the way they kind of waddle and walk and, and I mean, they're, they're just all over. And, and I mean, just, like I said, just being able to enjoy the natural beauty of Alaska mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I've never been there, but I've seen pictures and I, I, or I hadn't been there before this trip, but I've seen pictures and just being able to be there and be a part of it. It was, it was just amazing. I'll yeah, just, I'll yeah. never we, have we just, we just had the 4th of July and, and when we talk about majesty, that's what I think of with Alaska yeah. is just the majesty of mountains that seem to be twice as big as the Rockies. I don't know how that's possible, but right. um, everything there is just, it's just yeah. huge, isn't it? It's just, yeah. And we got to go out and explore some of the glaciers and get up on the glaciers and Ooh, I nice. mean, and it was kind of intimidating because they're so big, but yeah, but it, and you know you don't want to slip or anything. But well, and and that person yeah. that you met that was that was a glacier expert, tell us about that. I mean, he was just on the cruise with you, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he this he'd been on several cruises before and and met him at at a meal one time and. We were just sitting next to him and he was talking about the glaciers and I was like, yeah, I can't wait to go. And, and he goes, well, I'm going to go. And I, and then he told us he was, he was like a guide kind of guy and he knew all about, he'd done that. And he, and he goes, why don't you just go with us? And I'm like, okay, nice. <laughs> we're there. <laughs> and I love the fact that you exchanged phone numbers and he said, he's going to invite you next time he takes a, a guided tour. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I don't know. where it's. I, yeah. yeah and the, I think it's. They go back. It's right. Moose, just to study moose, mooses. Yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> the plural. You know, moose. 
Yeah. They're big. Yes. Those things are humongous. Aren't they? I, I, uh, I was in Colorado and, and I had an elk walk in front of me. In my, I was in my Saturn view and an elk walk in front of me and I could see under his belly. Hello. And, and moose are bigger. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. my gosh. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad. So, so that is so wonderful. Thank you for sharing yeah, it with me. I love it. So, woohoo. <laughs> All right. So again, for our listeners, yeah. that was all in her imagination, right? And my questions were just, again, to just elicit more of that excitement. And that's how we know, back to our last podcast, that's how we know that we're 95-ing. And I could tell that your, <laughs> your enthusiasm was genuine, right? The, the, the wonderful statement of our brains can't tell the difference between a thought and a reality. So when we're worried, the body reacts as though the thing is really happened. And when we're dreaming and excited and delighted, like you just were, the body believes that that's happening too. So you get all those endorphins from the, you know, from the excitement of the dream. So yeah. you, you've taken what? thousands of students through this experience. Can you remember doing this with a student where a student kind of got it or uh, just just found a little hope? Because sometimes the, the kids I love doing it most with are the kids who are in trouble a lot. And to just stop and ask them instead of why did you do it, right? Or how did that happen? To simply say, I'm just curious if you'd be willing to share one of your dreams. Do you have one of those stories you want to share? Yeah, oh yeah, one one that's just always stuck with me is a it was an eighth grade boy, and uh, I did the congratulations game with him, and his dream uh, is to become an actor, and we talked we talked about that. You know, I got him into the feeling stage and everything, and and I you know high tend him when we got done. We high tend again, and and he was just smiling big and. And he looked out at his classmates and, and he goes, okay, she just put me on blast and I feel like an actor now. <laughs> <laughs> it was just amazing. He was just flying high. Yeah. And what's so there. fun is the next time you run into that individual, again, I found, whether it's, a, again, that waitress or that coworker, that we've had that sharing experience. Yeah. It's like you have this secret between you now. And there's yeah. this... There's this intimacy, and, and that's why it's so important when you invite people to do this work, is not to say, what's your dream? Because then they think they have to share their biggest dream, and they might not feel ready to do that with you. That's a big right. trust thing. But when you say, what's one of your dreams? I'd say, what, 95% of the time people do share their biggest one, but they have a chance. Like if I see a lot of hesitation, I'll say, oh, just any of your dreams. It could be a place you want to go, a person you want to meet, an award you want to win, just, just really anything. Um, and that's, I have a lot of students who are very um, just empathetic and, and want to change the world. So they'll say, I want to start an anima shelter. I want to, um, oh my gosh, you know, start my own school for disabled kids. I want to, um, you know, donate X amount of money to this cause, perhaps cancer, because they're, one of their parents had passed or something. So it's, it's, uh, it's just, oh, it's just so powerful. So thank you for helping us through that. Anything else that comes to mind before we close up here that you want to yeah. share with people? Yeah, about I, I, yeah, thanks, MK. I just, I just want to say that 
you know, dreams focus on what and why. And it's my what and my why. Right. Just like it's your what and your why. Don't give your power away to somebody else defining that for you. You're never given a dream without the power to make it come true. And it's just, it's your what and your why. You know, great dreamers like Martin Luther King and Gandhi and Mother Teresa and MK and myself <laughs> and you listeners, great <laughs> dreamers. We dare to dream despite the facts. Mm-hmm. You know, despite I had bought my first house in 90 and it wasn't a log house, I was still dreaming and believing as if I had my log house. Mm-hmm. Things kind of happened and I could never have written the script for how it happened because that's a whole nother thing. But Great dreamers dare to dream despite the facts. So my question to you is, what's one of your dreams and what's your what and your why? Mm. Keep focused on that. So beautiful. Thank you, Patty. Phenomenal. I love it. I I learn stuff from you every time. And, And you know, the quotes that you and I know we could fill a book just with the quotes on dreaming but one of the ones that's coming to me now is when Michael Phelps was asked the day he won his eighth gold medal and broke the the all-time record for the most gold medals in one Olympics and Bob Costas said you know what do you want to say to the world and I, I love the fact that when they have that microphone in front of them they get about 30 45 seconds that's it you know, the world's only going to give them, I don't care what you just accomplished, that much time to share their message with the world. And there's so many things that Michael Phelps could have said at that moment. Um, I'm so grateful for my coach, my mom, my teammates, my strangely shaped body, because he does have kind of a, a swimmer's body. But, um, but he didn't. He said, I just want to say how grateful I am for my imagination. Because when everyone told me that this was scientifically impossible, that nobody could, that's, that's I've read a lot about him, nobody could ever uh, have that much energy to actually win two gold medals in one day in an event. He said, when everybody was telling me it was impossible, I knew in my imagination it was possible. So yay, 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 yay Walt Disney for having a whole ride called the imagination station. Yeah. <laughs> and let's all start teaching classes in imagination. Yay. Well, um, <laughs> that is our that is our topic for today. We'll be talking about what to do after that dream comes because it's not the end of the road. Of course, you have to do exactly what Patty was talking about and act as if. So our next highway is called risk and how to run to, not from. So I'm looking forward to that. But just a reminder for my listeners that if you're interested in uh, learning more, we have a highlight that I send out every week and you simply text um, eight to great, the number eight, T-O-G-R-E-A-T to 22828. And you can sign up for those little free weekly messages and they'll let you know all the stuff that's going on. We have a Facebook page called MK Mueller's Positive Powercast. And certainly if you're um, liking this and liking this series, you can subscribe or share it with a friend. All right. Well, that's all for now. Again, thank you to Patty and all our listeners and uh, keep dreaming, dear hearts.